0: Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelinic. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The
1: Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich And I'm so glad that I have all you wonderful pleasure seekers on with me tonight. How fun. Um, I actually get to have my lover in bed with me while I do this show. How's it get any better than that? It doesn't happen very often. I think it's happened like once before in the last three years. um, And that wasn't for the whole show. So I'm very excited. Uh, If I get overly turned on and distracted, it's all good. Tonight's topic is going to be on hedonism, how could I not get distracted, right? And what possessed me to talk about that? Well, this is the Pleasure Zone, guys, and we do talk about pleasure. Hedonism is pleasure, by the way. Um, And what actually inspired this topic was somebody that came to me for a private session recently. Um, The person who came uh, was actually curious whether I would facilitate classes for couples in hedonism. Naturally, my first inkling was to say, what? what?" But my first thing out of my mouth was, yes, I'm working on that right now, actually. I'll have one out shortly. So this is actually an introduction to what is going to be coming up in those classes. I haven't written down like a, a formal arrive at 7.30 p.m., take your pants off. I haven't written any of that down, but uh, I do have some ideas, and I'm really curious what the energy brings up tonight with everybody listening, um, everybody listening in the future, everybody who contributed to the creation of this uh, from all time, space, and dimension. I'm really curious what this, um, what information will come up about this, and also to explore what is hedonism uh so I've you know I'm curious for me what that is as well. One of my greatest joys in life is to work with bodies and to give bodies pleasure that can be in any um in any way possible. I was talking to a friend today and having a good laugh uh I was telling him about these classes, and he said, "Well, what do you mean like you're just gonna people are just gonna come into classes and you think they're just gonna like be." uh okay with getting naked or getting turned on or I'm like well they don't have to be naked to be heatness and you don't have to be naked to have an orgasm and he's like I don't understand it I said you know you don't have to understand it it's okay you don't have to understand it and and I was explaining that like one of my greatest desires on the planet is to be more of the conductor of orgasms I truly be um, and if if I were to give myself a new name and a new title, what I would like to call myself is the hedonist whisperer, conductor of orgasms. So I'm actually giving myself that title. And for me, that's really fun to play with because orgasmic energy is the creative energy, the creative uh, forces of life. And when we invite ourselves to have that we can flow that out to all areas of our life. So when you're actually choosing orgasmic energy, you don't have to contain it and only have it show up in in your sex life or when you're copulating. You can have that orgasmic energy um, be part of your body Basically, your molecular structure, it can make up who you are so that your body can heal faster, your body can laugh harder, your body can screw better. You can do so many things that if we don't invite that energy to be present and alive and awake in our bodies, our bodies diminish, they get tired, they get bored, they get sick. And we talked about that a few weeks ago um, when I talked about uh, does lack of sex make you sick? Uh, can it make you actually sick? If if uh, you know you can have your body heal with sex, can you also have your body diminish without it? And we so that was an interesting topic. I think that was two or three weeks ago. So check that topic out um, if that's kind of curious to you. And just the whole idea of inviting people to a more pleasurable life has been so part of my uh fantasy desire probably since I was aware of my own genitals which was pretty young um I do remember kind of discovering the magic of the clitoris when I was like 4 and it's never really been um it's never really been out of my awareness that pleasure is something that is uh something really real to me that I'd like to both gift p- people more awareness about um but I do remember and this is like such a weird it's such a bizarre and and weird um maybe uh I, I guess it's like not a comparison but anyway it's an example i suppose so i think when i was about 13 or 14 years old i was watching Monty Python's the meaning of life uh and you don't you wouldn't think that those comical kings would have influenced anything sexual in my life but they did um so there is actually a scene in the Monty Python's Meaning of Life where the there's a, a classroom of young boys and their teacher just decides to give them a full-on full frontal lecture on how um babies are made so he brings in his wife a uh, a bed falls off the wall and the the teacher and the wife are having a very casual conversation while having sex in front of the class and I don't know what that was when i was 13 i watched it and i was like fuck that's what i want to do i want to like i want to teach people how to have sex that's what i want to do I'd been listening to Sex with Sue probably at that point. And so, so for those of you who are not born and raised in Canadia... In the 1990s and 90s, you might not know who Sex with Sue was. Sex with Sue was one of my greatest inspirations for this show. She had a show on Sunday nights. It was called Sunday Night Sex with Sue. And she educated me on things that no parent would ever want to have a discussion with their child about unless that parent was me or Sue or maybe my friend Rhonda, who's producing tonight, who's probably had very casual conversations like this with her her son. So, or maybe not, but she could. And um, the so Sue was such an inspiration to me. I totally adore her. And the fact that she was so, um, not an obvious sex symbol. She was just like this woman who had knowledge and it was her knowledge that was like so sexy and her willingness to just be, informative and just talk about any topic wholeheartedly was like, yes, yeah, sure. Have anal sex. Just remember to loop it up. Like she's so casual about it and just adored her and, and just found her like brilliant and fascinating. And I listened to her for years, every Sunday night and it was really funny. So growing up, um, you know, listening to this was on a, a radio station in Toronto Ontario in Canada, Q107 on Monday nights. Uh, I think it would start around 7 or 8 p.m. in the evening, Eastern Standard. And uh, and that was kind of what inspired the timeline of this show to be at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, was the sex with Sue being around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. So I turn on my radio, which I didn't have a headset for, and I would sneak a listen in on Sue. Well... One day I think I got up from the bath from my bed and I went to the bathroom during a Sex with Sue show and I realized that as I walked down the hall, my mom was listening to Sex with Sue, my brother was listening to Sex with Sue, and we we're all listening to Sex with Sue quietly in our rooms, trying to make it as quiet as possible, hiding the fact that we were all curious little monkeys and wanted to know more. And it was kind of at that point that I realized, wow, Sue like Sue talks to everyone. She's not just talking to me. She's talking to moms and dads. She's talking to brothers. She's talking to boys and girls. Wow. Sue's not just, for some reason, I always thought it was like a private, almost like a private conversation. I knew she was on the radio, but some part of me was like, I'm having a private conversation with Sue. And then I started to realize, uh, and I think I had a conversation with a friend at school, and I was like, did you know there's a show on Q107 and there's a sex show and blah. And it was like this big revelation that I wasn't the only one listening to this sex show. And I had friends that were listening to it. And it was like, whoa, people like talking about sex. And I was like, I like talking about sex, but it's so awkward to talk about sex when you're 13 years old. Um, And you're curious and you're wondering. So you listen to sex with Sue to find out more information. Um, and yeah, I love that woman and what an inspiration. And so she really, and and Dr. Ruth, totally. Thank you, Rhonda. Dr. Ruth Westheimer, what a character. And she was just hilarious. She was like a comedy act of sex too. And uh it was more for me, Sue, that was the inspiration, but I do remember Ruth, Dr. Ruth as well. And a lot of what she had to say was just so practical. It was such pragmatic tools for having pleasure in your body. And what blew me away is that almost every week you were guaranteed to have a similar question come up. Uh, It would be a question about somebody squirting, or it would be a question about um, how do you give a blowjob. And she went through this every week for years and years and years. And I realized that this information is valuable. People need to find this. They want to find it. They want to talk to people about it. They actually want to be heard about what they'd like to do. Um, and she would have people on there talking about you know, their desires, what they would like to do. How do they ask their girlfriend or boyfriend to do A, B, or C? Um, and she had some interesting things. She was very cool with you know, reminding people communication. Communication is key. Also, uh, hiccuping over the radio is key as well. Um, And it's functional in that moment. So one of the things um, that I loved about Sue was also um, she just – it was between her knowledge, her openness – and and she never, ever put anybody down for asking the same five questions in a row, one after another. Uh, she was never like, didn't you listen to the last caller where I answered the same question about blowjobs? She never did that, not once. I never heard her do that once in all the years I listened to her. Her patience is phenomenal, and I think she's still alive. So she may still have that patience, or she could hold, hold that space for those few hours that she was alive on the on the radio which was amazing and then she later had a show that was a TV show. So um there's something that was so inviting to me to to be an educator on sex, an educator on bodies, an educator on pleasure that I became really fascinated with those topics and in university I, I took uh you know bonus classes in like the history of sex and sexuality um i think i learned more from a historical standpoint about um lesbians gays and bisexuals than i had actually experienced in my life like i had at the time not had any uh woman-on-woman contact i hadn't had hadn't really been introduced to like the queer community, other than my mom had some friends who were gay men who I totally admired and wanted my own gay friends, because I thought then I would be, because it was always to me, it was like the hot, sexy women had gay male friends, and I thought if I had some gay male friends, then I would be hot and sexy too. Um, I have gay male friends now, so my hot factor went up a lot which is good news. Um, So any of you who are looking for your hot factor to go up, find yourself a gay friend. That's like almost like guaranteed uh, 10 more points on the hot factor. And uh, if there is like a scale, but I think there is. So mine went up 10. And so I, I was always having that curiosity. So taking classes, learning, listening to Sue, um, checking things out like I definitely didn't have a shyness around um my own body you know uh being pretty familiar with it from a very early age and I didn't have a shyness around um boyfriends either I was pretty sexually aggressive in high school uh, maybe even a little threatening if any of my ex-boyfriends are listening to this show ever I apologize if I was a little aggressive with you and that was intimidating and scary, or maybe it turned you on. Whatever that was. Um if it didn't turn you on, I'm sorry. So I, I didn't have um where a lot of I think I had a lot of friends who were either shy to ask, didn't want to ask, didn't know how to ask. Um it wasn't really so much of an issue for me. So um yeah I wondered I wonder and I wonder still what can I be and do and choose that would actually allow me to bring some of that just natural curiosity uh fantasies that have been boiling and bubbling for like almost 30 years to allow them to come up to the forefront to be a uh, an a sexual educator on um in person and so this is really, for me, part of what the Adventures in Hedonism will be about. Um, and there'll be classes for couples and classes for individuals, because sometimes there could be couples and you just, you know, not both of them would like to show up, but there's still something for you in it. So it's going to be, um, there's going to be different classes for for different kind of groupings. And I was playing a lot this weekend. I was in the car driving a lot so I have a lot of time to think and uh, muster up ideas and uh, one day I'll figure out how to actually turn on my record while I'm driving and not hit anything on the very busy highways of Toronto Um, and I was coming up with some pretty fun ideas so I realized that and you guys might laugh but I did realize that holy cow this show after three and a half years of being on I actually have a a wealth of ideas and information that I can actually share with people in person. I know, that sounds hilarious that I just figured that out. Um, and I was looking at past shows and looking at how they could contribute to hedonist classes. So I have some exciting things that I'd like to, to um bring to the forefront in person and I think one of my favorite very, baby ferret a baby ferret or very favorite shows is um, one of my very first shows I think I did within the first two or three months of uh, of being on the air so I think it was in 2005 maybe I don't know when did I start this show 2004 14 2014 or 2015 um, I did I did have a show that was pretty, um, pretty uh, fun called Fun for One. And that show for me, I, ref- I referenced that to a lot of people who um, are just beginning to have relationships with their bodies and they're just beginning to stop judging their bodies. And that show for me was something that I had actually done for myself. Uh, before i brought that exercise out to the world um and so check out that title too in my past episodes from i think 2014 or 2015 called F- fun for one i do know the title of it so you can um search fun for one on um on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com and you'll find that come up and in it is like it's like a guided masturbation for those of you who um were on the network at the time or listened to the show, that was really funny. The the current CEO of the station was really funny about this, and yes, I'm going to reveal secrets right now, but she actually wrote to me after, and she's like, man, that show really got me going at night. Like, So, I guess in the middle of the night, she was just inspired to test out my guided masturbation, and we've had interesting conversations about stuff like that ever since, and it it kind of almost mortified one of our other producers who uh now is not so scared of me anymore which is great so i uh, i thoroughly um i thoroughly had fun with that show and i do know that there's value in becoming familiar with your body so fun for one the guided masturbation using all your senses was fun and fascinating and so that's something that i'm going to be introducing um but not just as individuals so it's going to be introducing it fun for one with yourself but with partners and even in classes with individuals i think one of the greatest gifts would be to um to be able to receive bodies whether it's um you know smelling somebody's you know, armpit or their face or their hand, but so that we get over the idea that your genitals are the only things that are are sex organs. You are a you are a walking talking sex organ from your very tip of your hair blades to the very tip of your toenails. You are a walking talking sexy sex goddess and god. You are just like waiting to be awakened. And I am so excited to be offering classes and chances and opportunities for people to step into that. And just as a disclaimer, fair warner, these classes are not in any way affiliated or associated with access consciousness or with the mitzvah technique that I, that I teach and facilitate. These are my classes. These are not affiliated. So yes, even though I do work, uh, I do teach classes with access consciousness. This one is not. So, yes, you don't have to say anything about access and sex. This is my own sex cult of creation. Um, If it becomes a sex cult, that would be fantastic. Right now, it's me following myself. So, I don't know if that constitutes a cult or just uh, another C word um we'll go with, uh, maybe I'll have a cult one day. How fun would that be? So, And if you'd like to join my sex cult, excellent. I'm ready. So um, I am way past my break time. So we're going to head to break now. When we come back, I'm going to give you a little more info, fun, on what is going to be in those hedonism classes. What's going to be in them? I'm so excited when we come back from this break.
0: Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at InspireChoicesNetwork.com.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milita Jelanić, and tonight we're talking about hedonism. Why would we do such a silly thing? Well, why not? Um, There's actually some different um, philosophies of hedonism, so I just wanted to give you guys a little background info. Um, For those of you who are in the know, you might already know this, but there, uh, there are two types of hedonism. There's egoistic hedonism, which considers only the pleasure of the individual, and then there's altruistic hedonism, which takes into the account that of others. So when I look that up on the etymology online, which is my favorite resource for true meaning of words, um, that is what it was saying, and so that feels pretty light and true to me, and one of the other things that it had a reference to was, and I may be pronouncing this incorrectly, which... Doesn't happen all that often, but it may on this account. Um, The uh, sirens, Siren, I believe, is how they pronounce it. So, the sirens had um, maybe maybe they were from some island in Greece, but um, sirens had a concept called practical hedonism, and. There was a student of Socrates' that was called Aristippus, and he simplified the teachings of Socrates by claiming the highest truth that one could attain was the recognition that pleasure was the purpose of human existence and the pursuit of pleasure was the meaning of life. I like him. I like what he has to say about that. So how fun is that? Um, Practical hedonism from... Back in the Greek days, uh they're claiming that the hedonists produced that uh idea, and so what what is it if if you are pursuing pleasure in your life um what else you know what else is there like can you be depressed if you are pursuing pleasure can you be ill if you're pursuing pleasure. If your body is receiving pleasure, does it have illness? Does it have a lack of ease? These are all curiosities for me and I think there is a huge element to it that is hugely practical to be seeking pleasure. Our bodies are designed to have responses to different stimuli, um, sensory reactions to things, Um, They can receive pleasure, and then we also receive intensities that we can refer to as pain. Those same intensities can be highly intense energies that can also be pleasurable, um, as we see with people who enjoy things like uh, sadomasochism. And there's just like this whole... um, I just got distracted because my lover's in bed with me, but that's all good because I'm thinking hedonism and fun and yum and good times um, and um, and my lover's in bed with me. So I'm just going to say that again. Because why? Because I usually do my show from my bed. That's right. Where else do you do a show about pleasure? I rarely do it from other locations, um, sometimes from the place I work out of in Toronto and on a few occasions from my car. But mostly from my bed, which is practical hedonism for me. It's very pragmatic to be having a sex show from the bed. And so what is actually so what is actually a hedonist class all about? So I'm I'm more interested in in the pursuit of more like the siren's more like the pursuit of pleasure as kind of like a lifestyle choice. Um, to actually find one's highest truth is through pleasure. That's what I'm curious about. What I've noticed uh, over the last few years, especially since I um, stepped out of the closet with my curiosity on sex and created this show um, and let the world know, hey, I like talking about sex. um, I found that even prior to this, though, people who would come to me for sessions would tend to talk about their sex, sexual stuff, um, issues with sex, sex, like relationships. That was a tendency that I um, pulled towards me, and now it's just ramping up. Now I'm getting like emails from people, um, you know, people maybe from high school even grade school i'm getting like true confessions across the board which i just find amazing and one of the things that uh that i did find is that when people do allow themselves to have and have that true confessions um there can be something so magical that opens up for them so that's another aspect of where the hedonist classes will be going is really looking at what are some of your deepest, darkest desires that you are afraid to tell the world uh or afraid to tell anybody or somebody um period and I mean, I talk about stuff on this show all the time, so there isn't a lot of uh deep dark anything that I haven't like said out loud um. And, and truly one of my greatest fantasy desires is to facilitate sex classes um, for people. So whether it's like teaching people to how to actually like have joy in their bodies or whatever it is, um, I feel like I do it here on the radio, but I'd also like to do it in person. And that would be so fun to me. So um Basically, I'm living out my great big um great big ask which is uh to to facilitate and be like the conductor of orgasms for multiple people simultaneously. That would just like excite me so much. So, I invite you all to be part of my orchestra when I am conducting orgasms for the world and oh like what a joy how fun would it be to just it's kind of like like truly for me it's like watching an orchestra and it's like first the oboe goes off and wait a second now all of a sudden the violin goes off and now there's another one going off and another one and it's just like all over the place and it's exciting and there's like different noises and different levels of intensity and sound and I think it would be like magical. I'd probably really enjoy the music of conducting orgasms. Um I think it would be freaking cool as heck. And and it's so fun to me to consider that my body could actually conduct orgasms through um through having orgasms to actually gift orgasms out to the world. That's been A fascinating uh, concept to me too. So I'm really looking forward to playing with all of these ideas that I've been um, keeping in my mind, keeping in my fantasies for like 30 years and like wondering how do I bring them out to the world? How do I actually allow other people to receive from them? Uh, What can I create? Um, that will allow people to choose it, to feel invited, to have them feel like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I can choose that. Sure, she's going to conduct orgasms. I can have my clothes off or on. It doesn't matter. There's going to be a conducting of orgasms going on. I'm in. Uh, I could be anywhere in the world. But actually, you could be anywhere in the world, I suppose. It would just be really fun to have a whole room of people doing it at the same time. That's truly the fantasy I have. And Will that ever show up? You never know. It's anything is possible, right? So, what what else goes on in in a class? To me, has this sense of uh, play and curiosity. So hedonism with pleasure for me is there's this whole kind of energy of innocence and play, and where it's like, hey, look, that's your big toe. I'm going to touch it and I'm going to stroke it. Wow, that gave you an orgasm. Or, oh, can I can I touch your, you know, butt? Or can I hold your boob? Or, like, I just like to get away from making it all so very significant and allowing bodies to just have the pleasure in the way that somebody might have the same kind of hedonistic pleasure of eating really great cake. Um, so I think... To me, the environment will be hedonistic. the food will be hedonistic. The people choosing it will be all um all about you know curiosity and willing to like explore and test out new grounds and um speak what they've been holding on to forever and that's that's so oh it's so fun for me to to consider that I could be a catalyst and I and I know and I've talked to people about this already and people have said yeah actually you are a catalyst you are definitely a catalyst for uh changing people's um I guess their their sex lives or something and so I know I know I have that capacity and that I'm you know really like you could tell me any fantasy under the sun and I'd probably go hey that's cool wonder how you can get that to show up. And it's uh yeah, they're just not it's not a big deal to me. So um and I think having having a space where where everybody in the room, you know, by the end of a three or four day adventure is is so um ha- has they've been so willing to just be free. Of all kinds of uh, moralities that have been put onto them, or belief systems that they've bought into, so where they start to shed all of the crap they've been wearing that really stinks, and then their beautiful, you know, self—this like it's like this scented flower—emerges, and they can show up, and they can then say. Whatever it is, and be that vulnerability um to say whatever it is they desire, and whether anybody chooses to fulfill their great desire, it's allowing them to say it so that they can not feel like they're holding on to that holding on to some energies like that can be incredibly exhausting um it can almost be mentally tormenting uh if you if you you know, if you think, oh, my God, if I say this, well, my, my whole relationship's going to be done or over. They're going to think I'm a freak or a weirdo or blah, blah, blah. I can never say it. I can never say it. And then you hold on to that forever and ever. Um, I'm, I'm like, why? Why hold on to it when you can let that energy move, see what will be created, uh, step into more of you, which is so exciting, and step into the the pleasure, you know, the hedonistic... Wanderers that you are, the pleasure seekers that you are, and bringing all sorts of things of pleasure in, or whether it's, you know, beautiful textures, beautiful things to touch, beautiful things to taste, beautiful, all of those, like inviting all of our senses to have, uh, like, Explosions like little fireworks going off, and having bodies just be so open it's like in in different um it's like in tantra, there's talk about um the energies in the body that rise uh when when you're doing tantric practices, you can actually bring up different energies in the body. And so for me, it's like we can, we can bring those up and we can actually bring those up pretty fast when we're, when we're willing to, um, kind of go to our most vulnerable place, which is really finding those things that we've been hiding the most of, uh, or we've, you know, locked away in some deep, dark cave far, far away because we just thought it was, so wrong, but yet it comes up in your mind all the time, um, kind of haunting your thoughts and then you judge the crap out of yourself because these thoughts come up. So it'd be really cool to be able to not uh, be judging ourselves on that front and be willing to say what it is that brings pleasure and you know for all I know your fantasy could be having cake smeared all over your body and having tons of people eat it off you but for you that might be really naughty and really weird so you don't want to say it and I'd be like hey cool let's grab some cake and eat it off this person cuz that's going to bring them pleasure how fun is that and you know it's funny because so many times some of these deep dark uh hidden secret things actually are not um copulation related they're they're so completely different there's and so many of them are really about um feeling empowered so you know it's funny because i had this conversation i had um, a fellow named alan jones on my show and i don't remember that was two years ago i think he was on my show and we were having a discussion about um in Japanese, it's called bukake. We were talking about this experience where a, a person gets um, ejaculated on by multiple people, and I was like, "Yeah, man, that sounds fun." And he was like, "Yeah, that's like that was like his greatest fantasy." And uh, and so every once in a while, I'll ask him about that, but whether he's got to fulfill his fantasy or not, and. That is I mean it's basically you get like human fluids put on your body. There isn't like um copulation involved. There isn't like unless I suppose you have open sores on your body, the chances of STDs spreading are pretty low. Um but there there are some pretty deep dark people consider them pretty deep dark fantasies out there that are actually not even copulation related. They do fall under the sexual category and they're definitely pleasure related. So pleasure and sex, as you might notice after listening to a hundred and over a hundred and sixty shows of this, pleasure and sex are not always the same thing. They can, they can come together and you can come together if you like. And they don't have to. It's just like you don't have to come together and you can come together. Pleasure and sex can you know, you can just have sex. It's not pleasurable. You can have pleasure without sex. Isn't that fascinating? I know. Um, when you really break it down like that. So, yeah. Oh, I love this. Uh, so naked mud wrestling was an offer by somebody the other day. And I was like, yes, that sounds amazing, actually. So, Wow, yummy. Have fun with that. I won't name your name, but have fun with that. That sounds so cool. Um, yeah, getting some like super cool muds. It's kind of like going out to a spa and getting your body covered in mud, but way more fun if you're like naked with other people getting covered in mud. Heck, have fun with that. What else is possible for pleasure and joy? And in- just like we have bodies, let's enjoy them. And one of the other things about enjoying them, and I want to talk a little bit more about this after the break, is uh, worshipping bodies. Oh, yeah, man, that brings up some stuff. So, hmm, I'll let you guys think about the worshipping of bodies and having your body worshipped as we head to this commercial break.
0: To receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the pleasure zone with militza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
2: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
1: Hello everybody, welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yellenich, and tonight we're talking about hedonism. We're talking about hedonism because I'm going to be creating classes in the very near future, uh, likely coming in spring of 2018 to a town near you. Um, There's going to be hedonism for couples, hedonism for individuals as well. Um, classes are going to have lots of things that we've been talking about uh, in this program today and so much more. I have so many fun ideas planned for these classes. I just have to write them all down and realize that it's probably going to be a month, full-on month of hedonism, uh, possible levels of hedonism. We'll see what shows up. One of, uh, one of the things that I am um, really excited to invite people into is being worshipped. Yeah, doesn't that sound fun? How much does your body light up with the thought of it being worshipped? You know, in so many many cultures, gods and goddesses get worshipped. There are temples made to them. There are, you know, and offerings given to them. So, yes, I have some plans um, that I'm gathering in my creative energies about what that would be like. What would it be like for you to be in front of a room of people um, that you know or don't know, uh, and that they, they are observing your body, whether it's with clothes on or half naked or fully naked, I think my classes will be clothing optional because, quite frankly, I I like naked bodies. Um, And for me, there's like something about being witnessed as a sexy, sensual, scrumptious being and having people enjoy your body and be turned on by your body that can like explode your life open um for people who have not felt attractive or sexy or loved or any of those things, like, it shuts you down. It shuts you down big, my friends. And when you are being witnessed as sexy or sensual, yes, it's a judgment and receive it receive that judgment and how much fun can it be to receive that judgment of somebody observing your vulva and going wow look at the beauty of that that looks like a lovely orchid flower petal or love your pubic mound it's so lovely and full or like you have magical nipples. I'm actually going to have a woman on my show um, sometime by the end of December, and she's reclaiming tits. And she invited me on to um, a a thing that she's doing about reclaiming tits, not just uh, reclaiming our own tits, but reclaiming the word tits. And um, just a bunch of beautiful women with beautiful tits showing them off and Everybody's complimenting them. And I think there's such magic in that too. So I think um, women complimenting women, um, men complimenting women, women complimenting men, men complimenting men. Like how much can we break down the barriers of bullshit um, and limitations of sexuality that we have in place when we can witness and we can um, witness like my friend Megan Salido says, like witnessing can just, uh, can change worlds. Uh, those aren't her exact words, but when she has people witness each other's potency, it changes worlds. And so thank you, Megan Salido. You can listen to her and her lover Suzanne's show, uh, love life and all things weird on this network as well, inspired choices network. Um, and so, witnessing to me is a little bit like worshiping, with a lot more words and a lot more maybe touch, um, but ultimately it's like acknowledging the beauty, the power, the potency, um, the yumminess, the uh, all of it, all of that that we've been missing. And I, you know, for one, find it uh, intimidating. And a little bit scary. So I'm really looking forward to the idea of having my body be witnessed and worshipped. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's going to be quite... So it's not going to be doing that for me first before I'm bringing it to the world um, so yes, joining the reclaiming the tits is part of it, and I'm gonna see where it goes from there to see where else um I'll allow my body to be witnessed and um basically judged as sexy or not sexy, but um willing to willing to receive that um and see what shows up from there um and for me. My boobs are a really vulnerable part of me. I would probably show off my vulva before I show off my boobs. Um, so it, it's it's huge for me, actually. So it's very fun. And I'm so glad I was invited to that so that I can actually step into more of um, being able to bring hedonism to the world and hedonism classes to the world. And just, you know... Yeah. What would it be like if, you know, here you are maybe sitting in front of a room full of beautiful beings, beautiful people who, legs wide open, vulva to the world, and you've got people gifting beautiful words, maybe a song, maybe sweet treats and gifts to your vulva? You know, when you look at different ancient cultures, they worshiped the vulva. They worshiped. The yoni and the salas, they, the yoni and the lingam were worshipped, you know, milk was poured on the lingam down to the yoni. There were ceremonies done with yonis all over the world. Fertility goddesses, you know, representing, uh, their fertility by holding their labia open to the world, showing their potency with allowing their vulva to be witnessed, um, and it worshipped and admired and, longed for and craved, all of those things, like, it just, it's so, oh, man, it's kind of like a mineral I've been missing in my body for a very long time. And I'm so excited that I get to start choosing that, the willingness to be worshipped. So how many of us out there know that, somewhere deep down we want to be goddesses we want to be gods and we're still afraid to be worshipped so if you don't have somebody in your life who will worship the beauty of your body and treat you know your vulva or your penis like your penis like a golden rod of delight and your vulva like a golden vessel of holding, you know, the juices of the universe. If you don't have people who are willing to do that for you, please go find somebody who is and um invite them invite them into play and worship their body and see what that shows up as and, and worship yours um as well. Like what would it be like to gift your Yoni a gift? Um just how fun would that be? Yoni, Volva, whatever you want to call her, pussy. What if you just gift her a gift today? What gift could you gift your vulva? What gift would you gift your lingam that would actually invite more pleasure to your body? Ah, it's just like fun. I don't even know what mine is. And I'm going to go probably this week and find a gift for my yoni. I'm just like excited. My yoni has a yoni egg. What else would she like? Um, She's got some vibrators hanging around, but Mayoni might like something else. She might like a diamond ring. I don't know. We're going to find out. Does Mayoni know stuff? And (laughs) I'm just so excited. And uh, yeah, so if you'd like to know more about these classes coming up, if you go on to my mailing list, so if you go to my website, melitzajelanik.com, and you go uh, and sign up for my mailing list... I will be sending an email out very shortly um, where you'll be invited into the naughty list. And once the naughty list is created, there will be emails being sent out all about hedonism and all the other things I will be inviting other people to co-create with me involving hedonism and pleasure for couples, for individuals, because I know I'm not the only one who knows about this, and I know this information is excited to come out to the world. So... Have fun worshipping bodies in your body this week, guys, and add a little more hedonism. It's a practical thing to your life, you know, and let's make it altruistic and share it with the world and let's make it part of our lifestyles just because we can, right? So have so much fun with that. Check me out on Facebook if you have time this week and see what I'm posting. Have a great week until next week.